Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. Yet even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Well, as we've been talking about the last couple podcasts, the Olympics are over and it's showtime for Russia to invade the Ukraine. Russian troops continued to assemble on the Ukrainian border, and now we're wondering if they will go all the way in and make a full invasion on Ukraine. Putin claimed that two Russian sympathetic breakaway regions, Luhansk and Donsk, have claimed their independence from Ukraine. And so Russian troops have moved into these regions labeled as peacekeeping troops. Yeah, right. Here's where I think the Ukraine needs to be patient. You see, Putin wants them to attack these troops in this region so that he can place the blame on the Ukraine. If the Ukraine doesn't reclaim or attack these regions as part of their country, as Putin expects, it will put Putin on the hot seat and make him the aggressor. See, Putin is a narcissist, and a narcissist needs someone else to blame. Narcissists don't take responsibility for their actions. It is always in response to supposed aggression towards them. So Putin is going to try and get Ukraine to attack those people in those regions, saying that the Ukraine are the aggressors, and now he's responding. Last week, we mentioned to you about the flag and how they were going to try and make people with a false flag look like they're attacking Uh, the Russians. Some people think that Russia has put their special forces into these regions, are making them look like civilians, and will make false attacks on the Russians so it'll look like the Ukraine is attacking, and then Russia can say, see, they're attacking us, and they'll go in. The world's not stupid. We know what's going on. So this is a very delicate time right now, and I think the Ukraine needs to be patient and hold on and make Putin wait, make him be the aggressor if they can. We'll see how this plays out. Cliff, I want uh, people listening to this podcast to recognize that they may be seeing history repeat itself. We may be witnessing what I know my grandparents and parents witnessed on the world stage prior to World War I and World War II. Yeah, in World War I, you know, we had a, a kind of a a war that was started as a result of, you know, an assassination and then alliances uh, that divided up all of Europe into, uh, you know, competing camps. And, um, and, and you had a, you know, a, an empire, the Austrian empire that was huge at that point in time and, and encompasses a lot of the countries in the middle of Europe uh, today um, that got broken up after World War One, But um, so there was alliances there that caused the, the war to actually escalate. It really wasn't one of those situations where, you know, one party attacked another um, and it was just limited to those two countries. It, it was one that occurred as a result of all these um, alliances. 
And in World War II, what you had was you had the uh, Germans saying they wanted to annex the German-speaking people in Czechoslovakia and then just went in and seized that particular area of Czechoslovakia at the time. And, um, and that's what started what was referred to as the phony war, but eventually it ended up with the Germans attacking the rest of Europe because we had alliances there which divided up uh, you know, the, uh, the, the European theater into, a num uh, into two uh, competing camps. So we're seeing sort of the same thing happen today other than the fact that Russia is really by itself. Ukraine, you know, they're sort of by themselves as well. Um, although the United States and NATO has taken the side of Ukraine uh, to a certain extent. And, and President Biden announced a number of sanctions that were imposed as of today as a result of the things that, uh, that Putin has been doing uh, with the Russian forces in Ukraine. And uh, there may be others that come down in the future. I don't see any sort of shooting war taking place. Ukraine is not going to attack Russia. That's just simply not going to happen. They, they really don't have that capability. Um, if anything, the Ukrainians will just sit back and wait for the Russians to try to come across other borders into other areas. They'll probably not say too much about those two provinces that you're talking about that are allegedly you know, made up of Russians. Kind of sounds like the Czech uh, thing of World War II. But um, so... I don't, I don't foresee us getting into any big war with that. I don't, this is not one of those situations where it's going to result in a world war like uh, happened in World War I and World War II, but there are some similarities. Yeah, but here's my position on this. The same things happen. It's like the same song, but a different stanza. And unfortunately, in World War I, World War II, you know, the aggressors kept moving. The United States waited till... It was almost catastrophic until we were actually pulled into the conflicts. And then uh, a lot of lives were lost. But my concern is this, is that, yeah, right now it's not our position to go in and fight and send our soldiers in there to fight. But I, I do have a problem with sitting idly by. The sanctions are a joke. It's just an absolute joke. Russia has China on their side. They have everything they need. When you talk about oil and gas and they talk about our prices are going to go sky high here because of this. Well, folks, we were energy independent before Biden got in office and we could be right now. But they're letting this happen to us. The only thing the sanctions do is hurt we, the American people, and hurt the Russian people. It doesn't hurt the people sitting in the high palaces they're going to still have all the luxuries they have, and you and I are going to pay the price for it. So the, the sanctions are a joke. Another problem I have is this too, and I think it was called the Budapest Resolution, and that's where the Ukraine was suckered into giving up their armaments that they would never be attacked and that they would be protected. So now they don't have the armament that they could use to really thwart any further aggression by Russia. So since Russia has violated that resolution, which really stands for nothing. I think the United States at the very least should have been just really piling on the munitions now for the Ukraine so that Russia thinks twice, well, wait a minute, maybe they have stuff now where a lot of body bags are going to be coming back to the homes in Russia and we're going to have internal conflict because of this. The Russian people love Putin. They love power. They love that they're on the world stage right now. And this could just domino into some 
horrific events worldwide. We really don't know. We can't say, will it end up like World War One, World War Two, and World War Three? I don't know. But I tell you, if it does, we all lose because the outcomes won't be the same. We're a different world. And with nukes and everything else going on, you can't take anything off of the table. You've heard for years about, well, Russia's going to launch an EMP, electromagnetic pulse explosion over the United States where it'll knock out our electronics. It'll knock out our power grids. You know, yes, they have that potential to do that. Will they do it? I don't know, but it's something you have to look at. As I've told you before, my whole career was based on being an emergency first responder. And we always played, what if? What is the worst thing we can think can happen? And what are we going to do to prevent that to the best of our ability? So right now, it's just, it's just really delicate. And to have Putin dealing with Biden and Camilla DeVille, oh my God. <laughs> goodness are you kidding me again i say sanctions sanctions you remember that commercial that football coach going playoffs playoffs i say the same thing sanctions sanctions what a joke they'll just do to us what we do to them and again the american people and even the russian people are gonna pay the price and they may have been testing ground here in the united states in may of 2021 you remember the cyber attack on the colonial pipeline on the East Coast? What if they were prepping themselves to show our government what they could do to us if we try to do anything to them? So folks, don't be fooled by what's going on. This country can make a stand and we can do things to inhibit Russia from moving forward. And we can do things to benefit America here today. The knucklehead Democrat congressman here, Colin Allred, said this week, well, folks, get ready. We might have higher gas prices now because of what's going on in Russia. So as patriots, we need you to just suck it up. Hey, Allred, we were energy self-sufficient before the Democrats and you put us in this position. We can be self-sufficient and we need to stand. But unfortunately, we have leadership that won't stand in America. And so Putin has until November of 2022, if we have a red wave, to take this country back. And he can do a lot of damage before then. So, folks, we need to get on our knees and pray. They, they can run us over. And just like World War I and World War II, the West was weak. And your dictatorships like this see an open window for opportunity. And if nothing happens to Russia for what they're doing, then China, the door is wide open to go into Taiwan. So it, it's a mess. It could domino. You know, and Americans need to pray. We need to pray for the people in the Ukraine. We need to pray that God will restrict these aggressive evil forces from trying to take over the world. Like I've proclaimed to you before in 2 Timothy 6.10 in the Bible, it says, the love of money is the root of all evil. And in most things, you can follow the money. And it's not just the currency. It's what the different types of uh, minerals, the gas, the oil, and all the different things that, that can bring wealth and power and control to a nation. And Cliff, one of the things I think could be unique here is Ukraine has uranium. They have oil, they have gas, they have things that will be valuable for Russia and its control over Europe. So follow the money. The money leads to corruption. It's what's brought corruption in the United States of America. 
And uh, there was a book that just came out. I haven't read it yet. I want to read it. It's called Red Handed. I always mention books to you talking about how even people in Washington on both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats have benefited financially because of China, because of Russia. And these are our elected officials we send to Washington to represent we the people and they're padding their pockets and we're the ones that end up paying the price. So there's a lot of interesting things that could be happening because of what's going on in Ukraine and Russia right now. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the sanctions, uh, well, I'll just speak to those for a second. So I'm not sure what all the sanctions are that we're imposing upon them, but these are the ones that would be uh, the most effective. First of all, Nord Stream, you know, shut that thing down. I understand that basically that's been done at this point in time, but, you know, Germany's so desperate for get natural gas that they could capitulate at any point in time. Uh, in fact, I've actually heard some people suggesting we had to bomb it. We interrupt this podcast for an important message to the intellectually incompetent, neither Cliff and or Jeff, when mentioning the use of force or explosives, use that dialect to mean they personally intend to take such action, nor encourage any private individual or groups to do likewise. Their reference is purely suggestions for tactical operations to be implemented by the United States military and our allies as a means to impede hostile evil dictatorship aggression that jeopardizes American peace and freedom. We now return to our podcast for the intellectually astute. <laughs> well, no, no, wait, hold on one second. Let me say two things here before you go forward. Number one, the, the, uh, Sanctions were on their financial institutions, trying to freeze their funds, not letting them trade on the world market and so forth. And what you just said, I thought about that, not only arming the Ukraine, but taking out those supply lines. So if Putin gets it, it's worthless to him for a long time to come. So go ahead, Cliff. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So Nordstrom is not in Ukraine, just so that everyone understands that it's a completely different uh, a North Sea type of uh, uh, pipeline that is being done. But you know, we could t definitely uh, sabotage that if we wanted to. But if, uh, you know, Germany says that they're going to shut that thing off and not use it, then um, and, and com not complete the construction, at least that's a temporary thing. As far as the other sanctions are concerned, you know, they need to go after Putin and Putin's family and the oligarchs uh, in Russia and shut off their uh, worldwide money. Um, Russians have money stored outside the country. That's in order to you know, have any benefit from the, the massive amount of money that they've accumulated, they can't spend it in Russia. There's nothing yeah. to buy in Russia. Yeah. You gotta buy it outside the country. So they have to move the money outside the country. You shut that stuff off. That's the kinds of things that will hurt them. But what, in addition to that, we need to all, also do the things that are necessary here uh, to, to make sure that we're uh, able to um, you know, move natural gas, petroleum products, et cetera, um, you know, uh, reopen uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, has been closed down, uh, the, allow people to drill in, in, in places that have been restricted by the Biden administration. Um, you know, there's, uh, I, I was listening today to some discussion about natural gas. You know, there's a lot of natural gas in uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio, um, you know, we're, we're in West Virginia, so not a lot of natural gas. But do you realize that the New England states, buy their natural gas outside the country because there's so many restrictions on trying to pipe it from Pennsylvania to, you know, Massachusetts. 
Um, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, we've restricted ourselves in a way that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So there are ways of uh, of alleviating some of those issues and then allowing, uh, you know, our allies in, in Europe to be able to get the energy resources they, they need from elsewhere. And Ukraine does have resources and they should use those resources effectively. When I say resources, natural resources, um, they should use those things effectively and, uh, you know, obviously Europe would be, uh, you know, Germany and, and countries like that would be great partners in uh, developing some of those natural resources, the coal that they have, uh, those types of things. And, uh, and, you know, obviously we should prevent the Russians from getting their hands on that sort of thing. But if you cut the, the Russians, the, the Russian state today is not the Soviet Union of 20 years ago. Russia's economy is about the size of Italy's. That gives you an idea of how really small they are. They have a much larger military because they spend most of their GDP on the military more than any other, uh, you know, country, uh, developed country of any type. Um, and they, you know, Putin remains in power because of that military and, and uh, some of the controls that they have. They do have oil and gas, but if you have no marketplace for that, then... Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? So, right. you know, you cut them off from all of their financial resources. You cut them off from the money that's outside the uh, of Russia. Um, you get rid of the Nor uh, Nord Stream uh, pipeline, uh, cut that, shut that thing off and help the allies uh, in, in Europe get energy resources. And that's the best way to hurt them. Now, I do agree with you. It makes some sense to provide uh, military equipment to the Ukraine. Um, you know, obviously, you don't want to create a situation where you give them, a, you dump a lot of stuff on them, and the Russians just run them over and take all the stuff. So just like you know, Afghanistan. You gotta, yeah, you got to be uh, guaranteed that, uh, that they actually put up a fight, and defend their borders. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, and we have talked about this before, is that what's taking place in Russia, in the Ukraine, and what potentially is going to take place between uh, China and Taiwan are the direct results of Afghanistan. Um, you know, there's no way that if Trump had remained president um, that and, and had had a peaceful and an ordered withdrawal from Afghanistan, would we have looked so weak and the Russians felt that they could take advantage of it. And, you know, the, even Obama said, that Biden has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy decision in his entire career, and he remains, um, you know, wrong on everything that he's uh, done up to this point in time, including the way that he's handled Russia. I mean, he basically told Russia, you know, several weeks ago, oh, you can have those two provinces and we won't do anything. Yeah. So what did they do? They took those two provinces. Yeah, that's if Biden is really making the decisions. We don't know if the Obama, the Clintons and who else is behind him making these decisions because of their interests in the world. But you have to realize, like we've said over and over, elections have consequences. And we mentioned last week Dinesh D'Souza's film coming out this spring, 2000 Mules, showing with government video ballot boxes being stuffed. You have talked over and over and over by an associate of yours who has done numerical and statistical investigations in the five states where the main issues are predominant. In reality, Cliff, the election was a crime syndicate within and without of the United States of America, funded by other people in other countries, and through the assistance of other countries, 
did sabotage the elections in 2020. And that's why we have Biden. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. We were in great shape. And I think a lot of people are starting to see that now that the media, especially hid from them information where the ones who did vote for Biden, had they known the truth, would have never voted with them. And now we are seeing in America now the truckers starting to unite just like they did in Canada. And they're going to be going from coast to coast. I don't know if they've left yet, but I know they're planning an eight to 10 day drive from the West Coast to Washington, D.C. I know Pelosi and the crew in Washington are getting ready or have already started to put the fence up around the Capitol again. And folks, people are sick and tired of being taken and being duped by people in Washington, D.C., by being duped by the national media, by being duped by corporations, by being duped by Marxist, socialist, progressive narcissists in this country who are the minority of individuals destroying this great republic, destroying our freedom. Elections have consequences and we need a red wave in 2022 and 2024 or this country is in dire straits. We need a red wave, but we also need uh, a red wave of people who will go to office in Washington, D.C. and reduce the size of the federal government. Um, you do that by cutting off the money, and that's what needs to be done. The money needs to be cut off. Uh, the federal government needs to be uh, pared down so that it is uh, doing only those essential functions um, that uh, uh, that it was designed to do originally. We need to, to get rid of you know, half of the federal government employees uh, that are out there that have way too much control of everyone's day-to-day -day life um, and allow more freedom for the uh, individual citizens of the United States. So the red, red wave is good um, and it's a step forward, but that red wave has to put into office people who are going to be responsive to the American people um, and to uh, to do the things that are really truly in our long-term benefit. And that's why we're here at the American Constitutionalist. We're here because we know we need to return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. That means a small federal government, more power back to the states and local communities. Does that mean it'll be perfect? Absolutely not. But with competition and capitalism in America, you can go and live in the state and the community that you think best represents you and the tax dollars you pay. We want government downsized so that you can pursue the life, liberty, and happiness that our founding fathers and the creators of our Constitution desired for you. And I mentioned this over and over and over. When it came to America, when it came to establishing this country, when it came to a guiding light for America, our founding fathers and framers chose God and his word, the Bible. They desired those precious values and principles to guide our nation. They knew that truth was the only way for a moral, virtuous, just, and honest society to exist. They desired a federal government to be an umbrella to guide the freedom of each and every state, but not to dictate to the states and its citizens. They wanted you to experience life, liberty, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness as an individual citizen, but it had to have perimeters. And that started with the absolute truth found in the Bible, 
which led to our nation's guiding documents. That's why we need true servant leaders who will not have the perverted passion, the lust for money, power, and control. We need leaders who know this historical significance to America's foundation as a nation, a Judeo-Christian nation. They gave us the freedom of religion, but they knew we had to have an umbrella. You have a choice. You have a responsibility. You have an accountability. They wished you believed as they did and I do, but they did know that we had to have a guide for this nation, and it was built on those pure, just principles found in the Bible. We need sacrificial leadership, just like you said, Cliff, who know that only when you give away power that you truly have power and freedom. We need servant leadership who, as true Americans, know how to represent we the people. For this nation, for this republic, for this country to continue to exist, we must return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. We must come back to the foundation of being a Judeo-Christian nation. The 2022 elections are important and will definitely have an impact on our future as a nation. Please subscribe to this podcast. It's free and subscription just means that every time we put out a podcast, you'll receive a ping that a new podcast is there. We hope you listen to it. That's your choice. But we want to bring you common sense information and ideas to bringing America back to you, the people. Please share this podcast with as many Americans as you can. We need to pray, America. Secular humanism and the quest for money, power, and control are claiming the soul of America. You know, this last week, I heard one of the local talk show hosts play a lot of Ronald Reagan clips from the past and what insight he had for this nation and our future. And if you'd listen to them, you would see that we've not heeded that advice. And the road we're going down is a road that could lead to destruction of our freedom as a people. And Ronald Reagan said this, and I've said it to you on the last two podcasts. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalists still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.